what is going on family and friends welcome 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 to our smooth club podcast a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics we have a, a special theme show we're doing today as you know today is uh is the last day for early voting and so we're gonna do like a pre-election theme uh show today we have a lot of guests jam-packed show we have uh local candidates we have community leaders we have political commentators coming on board on the show later on so let me go ahead and bring also my co-host yo uh, mr cam golly what's going on brother what's going on with you chilling man what's good with you how was your week man busy can't complain it was celebrating uh my uh, aunt's uh birthday yesterday her birthday's actually gonna be on wednesday but we kind of did an early surprise party for her she's turning the big six three but you know i always okay. mess with bl 36 because she looked 36 but she's 63 so shout out to, <laughs> shout out to, that shout out to, auntie. to auntie. that's right sure. that's right we had a great time man but uh but how about yourself man how, how are you doing pretty good pretty good busy work week we had a little celebration on the job last night i'm still feeling it right now um <laughs> yeah you, you know, sound a little groggy man you look you look a little tired you you good you good definitely tired <laughs> definitely tired but i'm here rocking man i'm here rocking ready to there go there you go there you go well man i'm so excited you know we, like i said we got a, a, a important show today you know we always love to have fun on the show but we also want to inform and you know hey it's it's election season your vote, your voice uh, is very important for, you know, young people out there to get more in touch with your local elections and, you know, candidates and things like that. So uh, this is really what that, this show is going to be on, just informative, getting in touch with some of the uh, candidates running and hearing it from them on how important it is to vote. So uh, we're going to bring a familiar face on uh, right now, our good friend, uh, Mr. Carlos Clan, my good brother. What's going on with you, man? Hey, hey, well, good afternoon. I mean, you know, you're losing track of time. You know, all we can exactly. do is get to exactly. your brother. <laughs> man, man. So, you, Carl, uh, Carlos is the uh, uh, right now the um, the Norfolk uh, school board chairman. He's up for uh, re-election for Ward One. Excuse me, nope, Ward yeah. Three. Excuse me, Ward Three. As you see, I got my su support cards right here. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, he was on the show a while ago. Great dude, uh, Carlos. Man, how, how's everything going with your campaign at the moment? It's going well. It's going well. Um, my team, we're out with our T-shirts now, um, you know, and uh, uh, literally uh, T-shirts. And I'm really shocked to say in November, I'm in shorts today because uh, it's, it's, it's humid and I don't know what. But you got, hey, the, you got the legs out, man. You got the legs out today. <laughs> I got the legs out today. Getting my steps in. But uh, yeah, I'm, we're, you know, today is the last day of early voting. And so I know here in Norfolk, um, people have been voting since 9 a.m. today. They've got until five o'clock. They can go to Norfolk City Hall. Um, my team members, volunteers are out there to greet individuals. Um, but man, we're we're out. I'm knocking on doors. My mail piece just the second of two just went out there, and we're just getting the message out. Digital, um, you know, we've got different things that are going there. Just trying to educate voters because you know it's it's a little challenging when you don't know what's going on or who the candidates are, and you get there, mm -hmm. and then you get bum rushed, <laughs> and it's kind of like you know. Yeah. Ooh, you know, and so we don't want people to get uh, bum rushed or, or duped um, into just voting because of some emotional knee jerk rather than really looking at where people stand on the policies and the issues. Yeah, that's a great question, too. Or uh, uh, I'm not question, but since you brought that up, do you think it's important for like some of the local candidates to have a like party affiliation like in front of their name? Or do you think that's actually good that they keep them as far as like nonpartisan? Because that's kind of like the back and forth thing when people go to vote you have a lot of yeah. a one party uh groups saying handing out flyers to be like hey look vote for this person because if you you know you want to vote for that but what's, what's your thoughts on that 
I mean, honestly, the, the last hope that we had was really left in local elections because mm -hmm. local elections were to be nonpartisan. Um, mm -hmm. It was that's why we don't have a D or an R or an independent, uh, you know, an I next to them. We're just candidates running. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there's alignments and, you know, you know, people have their different uh, party affiliations. Um, but it's really supposed to be an opportunity where, you know, nine out of 10 times you're going to see me walking in the grocery store or walking into your Wawa or, you know, Walmart, and you're going to ask me questions, which people do all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it gets challenging. You don't want to get so blindsided where you're just kind of voting on a party ticket. But that's where it's so important to be able to research, be able to provide. Like I have an entire website. People can find out every issue, um, my, my priorities. I mean, I mean, I've been very detailed to everything that I've done, to everything I want to continue to do so that uh, I try to think about the voter in the respect of what they may ask for. And as I'm asked questions along the campaign trail, I go in and add new stuff and responses to it. But no, I don't I don't think it should just be a blind because I'm going to be honest. Every Democrat ain't good for you and every Republican ain't good for you. Um, yeah, and so you've got to look at where people stand on the issues and, and, and really, you know, what's in the best interest and what matches up and meshes up with your belief system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cam, you want to you want to tie into that, man? No, I mean, what what he's saying, I'm, I'm in 100 percent. I actually I, it'll never happen because too much money is involved. But I wish we would get rid of the parties altogether. If I'm being completely honest, I feel like that would be the only way we would get the right person in the office. But. I mean, I'm. That's a pipe dream. <laughs> so we, don't. We, we can always yeah. dream. Dreams do come true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dreams do come true. Well, you know, it, it gets into this whole other thing of, um, you know, we don't have ranked choice voting in in, in Virginia. I mean, mm -hmm. and there's a movement um, with that to try to get that uh, going. And I, I'm, I'm not. I've looked at some pros and some cons of it, but it's supposed to essentially be where you can pick your top three. You know, if mm -hmm. there's more than one candidate in there, mm -hmm. um, so that. Like, you know, in Georgia, if uh, Warnock and, and, and Herschel Walker don't get neither one of them get 50 percent, they're mm -hmm. automatically going to a runoff, which costs yeah. more money. But right. in this kind of ranked choice voting system, you wouldn't have to do that because it all be tabulated up front. Who's your first, second or third until you, somebody gets to 50 percent or right. more? Um, right. And then that, that forces you to kind of say, well, you know, you may not be my first choice or you may not be that party choice. Right. Um, but, you know, you do have some things that I can agree with. Um, and I think that that is a an attempt and a first step to try to bring it down because yeah. too much now is we're in too many corners. Yeah. You know, we were drawing too many lines and it, you know, one thing that I've really prided my campaign on is that we've been very positive. There's mm -hmm. not been one negative tech ad coming out um, though. You know, some people are like, yo, you need to really go for that, but that's not the tenor that I want. I want yeah. people to, you know, it's enough that people look at the politics. You know, we look at this time and every time we turn the TV is an ad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. and I mean everybody's evil, <laughs> and it's just right. kind of like, man, yeah. to the point you don't even see the candidate in their own commercials anymore. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And so, no. so that's one thing I will say about local, even in the school board. But you know, I'm running for school board, but this is critically important. You know, yeah. I um, the first place that you can start to try to indoctrinate um, is to start changing policy of what's being taught. Well, you know, we approve textbooks. We approve, uh, you know, what book's going to be used to teach your history or your Virginia history. And so, you know, that's the first kind of like safeguard to kind of protect, well, what type of history do we want to be taught? Do we want it to be washed out or we want the truth? Yeah. Um, and so there's an attack on public education, attack on particularly urban. Norfolk mm. is the largest urban school division in the Commonwealth. Mm. And so there's an attack there. Um, and, you know, utilizing now an entire pandemic that we went through where everybody suffered 
yeah. to try to come out here and say, well, look, see what we told you? We're failing the public education. It's like, uh, yo, we just came out of a pandemic. Uh, can you fully fund public education from the Commonwealth? Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that you don't fund 100% all the teachers. And that mm -hmm. falls back on the locality. So the specialists and the people that we need to ensure public education and to, and to support it and to stop this vicious cycle, you're not helping. So that's one thing. It's, it's not just the people around that I have to have these arguments and debates with. But, you know, I'm, I'm taking on the governor. I'm taking on others to, to bring it in and say, look, let's work together. I'm willing to work with anybody. But I'm going to call you out when you're not doing what you're supposed to do to support my children. Yeah, man, 110 percent, man. 100. That is awesome. That is awesome. And look, to uh, to go back on the like the campaign ads, I was listening to um, a person talking about how you have politicians now that are strictly advertisers or people actually that's focusing on their campaign. And when they have so many, you know, attack ads, you're just advertising. You're not even what is your what is your key issues? Like, Cam, like you said, you start losing focus on. Wait, who who who's a candidate? Who are we voting for again? It's just it's is is extremely childish, but it's starting to happen closer and closer until it gets to you know as we get to November eighth election day. So we're gonna yeah. continue to see him more and more and more. But uh, but Carlos, man, we appreciate you. And yeah, you know, what 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 can uh, how can people continue to support your campaign? This is the last day for early voting, but hey, election day is November eighth. So what can we do to help? Yeah. Today is the, the last day of early voting. If you can't make it today, election day is this coming Tuesday. Starts at 6 a.m. in the morning for those early risers and goes all the way to 7 o'clock that evening. Um, as long as you are in line um, before 7 o'clock hits um, and that, that poll worker comes out, you will be able to vote. Um, the other thing out there, and I hope you guys, um, it's a little confusing because every um, city is a little different. But, you know, in Virginia, they passed the law now that if you haven't registered to vote, that you can register to vote and vote on the same day um, oh, wow. this year. They're not saying a whole lot about that because there's a whole lot of stipulations, particularly in Norfolk. Uh, in order for it to happen, if you live in the Norview precinct and that's where you're supposed to vote at, then you can only register and vote at that precinct. So if you over at Lambert's Point and you try to do it, you can't do it. So um, I would encourage individuals to go check with the registrar if you still want to participate in that process there. But if you are registered to vote, get out and vote. And the same thing, you know, and I'll say it again in this respect, don't say nothing on November 9th if you didn't get out there and cast your vote. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you ain't got nothing to say. Absolutely not. Those man, are facts. Those absolutely. Are facts. facts, facts. Carlos, we truly appreciate it, man. Best of luck in your campaign. Look, I'm right. a supporter, even though I'm not a resident, but I'm going to already say, hey. I man, am. Man, I am. And I oh. got you, Carlos. There you, Absolutely. there you go. Absolutely. There you go. Tell everybody you know. Yeah. <laughs> Lottie Dottie and everybody. Everybody. That's right. <laughs> we truly appreciate it, man. God bless. All right. Best of luck, Carlos. Appreciate it. Man, Cam, it's people, it's people like Carlos that continue to, you know, just motivate me as far as just like a voter, seeing like, hey, there are great people yeah. out there that are doing good for their community, that are practicing what they preach. And mm -hmm. that just mean good. I think that's really like the, the fallback where it comes to like voting and especially for young people. But really, I mean, I know a lot of adults that are like, well, I haven't voted in about, you know, this amount. I'm not or I'm not registered to vote at all because they look at it as like a waste of time. And they're like saying, you know, your your vote counts or your vote matters. Really? Does it really matter? Because there's so right. many you have the corrupt politicians. I mean, let's be real. They're they're out there. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> is there, 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 there's a lot of them out there uh that yeah. are it's all about money over morals and it's not for you know for the people there's some people that started off uh 
you know, not, you know, meaning good for their community. And then it ended up being like not the best. And they just turned out to be, you know, troubled and all this other stuff, man. But but for but for you, Cam, I mean, you know, how how important is like, you know, election period like for you as far as, you know, just as a, you know, a resident, you've been in Virginia for how many years have you been in Virginia? <laughs> uh, Moved down here in 2017. 2017. OK. Bad, bad. Going okay. On. Yeah. But even but even like before then, like was was like your first experience when it came to voting? Was it like, huh? It's just my my duty. Like, what, what was what was your like? What was that feeling like? I mean, I think it is our duty because to the way to the way Claire, um, uh, Carlos closed out. Mm -hmm. um, don't complain about who's in office if you don't if you don't vote. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, if and I'm I'm not even talking about like the. The, the president level because that's just a whole other system mm -hmm. of shit to get into but uh, mm -hmm. your local elections even the primaries like you got to get out there and have your voice and make your voice heard um and, and that's that's pretty much all there is to it so i do i do feel it's our civic duty um to kind of put our put our name down there and behind a candidate but um i'm also not the super political guy mm -hmm. um and I, I you know obviously i see a need for it um uh, obviously that's the way our our company is i mean our company our country is constructed um but yeah that's that's kind of where i stand with it and I, and i'm with, I'm with you too boss because i you know i'm i'm a, I, I i like watching news but like on a different not really just like getting a point i mean i, I like to get different views from different sides but it's just like mm -hmm. the on the you know the commentating side on the broadcasting side i like to see the different styles and things like that yeah. Um, so like, you know, for, for me, uh, it wasn't as, it was always like, I've, I've heard my parents talk about as far as how important it is, um, you know, to do it. Like you mentioned, it's our civic duty as a citizen, you know, definitely cast our vote. But it's, mm -hmm. I think in the past few years, like when I was in college, uh, I wasn't really focusing, paying attention too much. I was just focused on like studies. Let me, you know, having a good time with my friends, yada, yada, yada. But like as a business owner now, as a you know as as a husband as a as a homeowner it's like okay wait a minute i gotta really go in depth with this seeing okay mm -hmm. this and that and the other and you know like you said earlier set up you know come away from the in the presidency local elections is extremely important probably more important than on the national level because the state level that's your home that is your home that's gonna be occurring and yeah. oh it looks like we have uh our second guest on um ladies and gentlemen we're we have uh, Mr. Bill Curtis. Hold on, let me get get my notes all right. There we go. Uh, uh, Bill Curtis is the uh, Virginia Beach uh, Republican uh, Chairman, Republican Party Chairman. Uh, we're uh, honored to have him on. Let me bring him on right now. Mr. Curtis, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, and yourself? Doing great, doing great. Thank you so much for putting out the time uh, out your busy schedule to be on the show with us. Um, as you know, this is the last day for uh, for early voting. Um, I wanted to actually speak with you and get some get some insight as far as what are Virginia Beach residents set aside from uh, Republican voters, but what are Virginia Beach residents that you've spoken with? What is their main priority that they want to see in a candidate? Well, they want to see integrity. They want to see honesty and they want to see transparency, but they also want to see someone who has strong moral values, who respects the, the right to life 
and who insists upon uh, security, uh, 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 you know, good um, law enforcement, uh, secure borders, a strong military, just the basic, uh, you know, desires of nearly every American, regardless of political perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for uh, as at your position mm-hmm. as the chairman of the Virginia Beach Republican Party, Virginia Beach, Virginia is the largest city in the state of Virginia Beach. I'm excuse me, in the state of Virginia. And how are you? You have a lot of candidates representing the uh, Republican Party in in your city, uh, about 18 total. You have, of course, uh, uh, Jen Kiggins, who is uh, running for the second congressional uh, district against uh, uh, Democrat incumbent Elaine Laurie. You have uh, about 10 council. Uh, I think Candace running for city council. I know Chris Taylor uh, pretty yeah. well and um, a few and, and a few others. Um, how satisfied are you with the you know, with the candidates representing you know, the party right now? Well, first of all, uh, yeah, we have just tremendous candidates. We couldn't be more proud and enthusiastic about our city council and school board candidates. We think that they have the right qualities and characteristics. We think that uh, they are focused appropriately. And we think that any of them, any of them who is elected would do a, just a great job, would do right by the party and for the city. So uh, we're just we're very comfortable and very enthusiastic about each of those people who have stepped forward. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, how 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 has the campaign season been for you? I know busy with so many events going on. Have have you got plenty of sleep, sir? I mean, I, I talked this with all the candidates and local leaders going on. <laughs> if the leader is getting a lot of sleep, uh, or the candidates are not doing their jobs, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just, just the nature of the beast, and you know that. Uh, you know, uh, people live and breathe this. The passions are running high. And if you think they were higher last week, you have no idea what it's like today, tomorrow, and and, and on uh, Tuesday. My goodness, mm-hmm. uh, it is, it is a, at a uh, fever pitch. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Excuse me. Yeah, that's you're the fine, way it's fine. supposed to be. And uh, these people are just engaged 100%. They're all invested because they believe in the country. They believe mm-hmm. in our state. They believe in our city. And they feel that they can make a difference each and every one of them. So, you know, uh, we're doing everything we can to support them, uh, to mm-hmm. encourage them, and, and, to, and to make sure that they have every advantage possible to be successful on Tuesday. Awesome, so, awesome. Bill, just Jamie. a little bit about yourself. Exactly what is your role as the party chairman? Well, uh, first of all, our, our goal of the party is to get conservatives elected into public office. Mm-hmm. That is the goal of the, poly, part, uh, of the party. So my job is to make sure that we, number one, we pull all the Republicans together, that we provide the big tent that we, we talk about a great deal, that we have a place for us all to come and talk, share our thoughts, uh, plan strategies, and identify appropriate candidates. That's what we do. We have to identify appropriate candidates who represent the principles and values, the morals that we all uh, uh, believe in. And then we vet them, and, and then we determine which ones best represent us, because quite a few do, but you got to have the best of the best. And, and then we do everything we can to support them. We uh, hold monthly meetings. Uh, we hold a breakfast every Saturday. And we encourage not only uh, our candidates to attend, but uh, all of our elected conservatives as well and, and, and city council, school board, uh, delegates, state senators. And when we have a congressperson, that, that person is there as well. We encourage it because we want all of our Republican community to come out Keep this in mind. Most people complain that they never have access to their electeds. Well, we provide that opportunity every Saturday morning for them to come out and meet them and ask them questions. Had a great time this morning doing just that. Senator Kiggins was there, uh, uh, who's running for the 2nd District. And, of course, uh, State Senator John Cosgrove was a guest speaker. 
and we had some others there as well. One of the city council members, all answering questions. Enthusiasm was just wonderful. It was palpable in there. Uh, but uh, that is what we do as a party. We provide the support, the infrastructure to make sure our candidates are successful. Uh, to, you mentioned Senator Cosgrove's uh, quick story. So I'm good friends with his son, Mike. So I got to yeah. uh, talk with him and meet him at the uh, Chesapeake Wine Fest. Really great dude. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I have a buddy of mine that uh, attends the weekly uh, meetings, uh, the breakfasts. Is it held at Golden Corral? It is. Mm -hmm. I, I I got a bone to pick out of all the places, out of all the places. Go to Corral. Real, I mean, ugh, like you got to do better. Well, than, <laughs> well, let me tell you something. During COVID, everything shut down and they're the only place that embraced us. Now, they had severe restrictions on, you know, seating and uh, standing in line and gloves and other things. But we were OK with that. And yeah. people had some place to come. Everyone was locked down, but they could come to Golden Corral. And guess what? We open it up in the morning so all the food is fresh and hot. Okay. <laughs> that's one of my concerns about a buffet as well. But there. Well, I, that's just, what I was going to say. I would think yeah. the buffet would be the last place I would want to go to in the heat of COVID. <laughs> well, I know. And we did. But as, as I said, they had, they had strict regulations on how so, they yeah. allowed us there. And, and yeah, you're right. It, and everyone had to be masked, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we yeah. still did it. And I, there was not one person that I'm aware of over the past two years that has said that they, uh, we're infected by COVID there, but of course you can't say it's in the air, so you really don't know. But right, the bottom line right. is that they embraced us. They love us there. We love them. They're the wait staff, we take care of them. Uh, so it, it's a good place. I never would have envisioned it. Hey, listen, my son was a scout. Scouts love Golden Corral because those boys can eat as much as they want. As as they <laughs> and after he after he became an Eagle Scout and went on, moved on, I said I'd never go there again. Well, here I am. Okay. <laughs> Back at the corral. That is funny. Yeah. That mm -hmm. is funny. That is funny. Well, before we let you go, uh, uh, Bill, uh, one, I have to ask just, you know, throwing, uh, you know, you, you being a man of color, you're, you're mm -hmm. the chairman of the Virginia beach Republican party. Now, uh, has, have, have you got any, you know, has it been difficult? Has it, or has it been easy holding that position? Uh, yes, it has. Uh, you know, my wife and I have been Republicans all of our adult life. And of course, all our families are, are not. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that is a difficulty, but we manage it. And because we respect anyone's political affiliation, I don't care if you're mm -hmm. independent, uh, libertarian, Republican, Democrat. So and the same thing is true in the in, in the uh, uh, the community at large, my fraternity, other organizations I'm a part with most because they are of color are mm -hmm. uh, Democrats or independents, one or the other. Mm -hmm. So it is challenging. And yes, being. Uh, the leader of the party here, and, and it's, it's, it's uh, predominantly white, of course, but what ties us together is the, the commonality of thought, the principles and values, what we believe in. And, uh, and of course, i got to tell you, there are people that I have take exception to in the Republican Party, just like I do uh, in the Democrat Party. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't always agree. And yes, uh, you get challenged because there are people who say, well, you're black. How can you be a Republican? We don't trust you. Well, you know, uh, that's their problem because I'm as Republican as any of them, as conservative as any of them, but I'm common sense. There are things I am simply not going to do. I don't care if I'm a Republican or a Democrat, and I'm not going to buy into all of the far-fetched ideas that the extremists in both parties seem to embrace. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, it's challenging, but, you know, there's some great people in this party and they have supported me and embraced me and I do the same to them. And, uh, you know, we just handle the outliers as we need to. 
Well, you know what, Bill, we truly appreciate you putting out the time out of your schedule, talking with us again. You know, here on this show, we are, you know, we're nonpartisan. We we bring on people. We have people from all different perspectives, different opinions, and we truly appreciate the time. You're always invited. And and yeah, man, we, we definitely want to have you on uh, back on. But uh, enjoy the rest of your day. I know it's going to be busy. This is the last day for yeah. early voting um, yeah. and as well, Election Day happening November 8th. Bill, how can people, uh, you know, if they're interested in becoming, you know, uh, 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 excuse me, want more information on the Virginia Beach Republican Party? Is there any way they can, you know, contact you or yeah. get in contact with the organization? RPVB.org. That is our website. RPVB.org. Just go to that website and it'll give you all the information you need on how to become affiliated. And we want people, we want people of color uh, to come and join us, to ask questions, not just to join us, but to come in and, and, and take a look at us because mm -hmm. they may not want to be a part after that. And you know what? We may not want them either. You know, and that's why we have to have a relationship development there. So yes, we encourage people to come. You know, we have a huge, huge victory party at the Weston Hotel and Town Center on uh, Tuesday evening, starting at about uh, eight o'clock. Large press presence will be there. We expect three to 400 people. It's going to be a nice party. Okay. So come on over. You're more than welcome. And uh, we'd love to have you there. And of course, you know, that big rally with the governor uh, at Ballyhoo's on uh, Monday evening at eight o'clock. It's going to be huge. So okay. uh, we encourage you to come there as well. Take pictures and interview people. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm, I might stop by as long as it's not Golden Corral catered, as long as it's not Golden Corral. But I might <laughs> hey, stop hey, by. Hey, man, listen. I enjoyed my fried chicken this morning at Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> well, little Bill, thank you so much, uh, my friend. You have a great one. Yeah, and you too. You guys have a great day. Take care, Bill. And we have uh, another guest lined up, but we're going to do a, a quick commercial break, my man. And when we come back, we'll have Mr. Vernon Tillage. Vernon is the uh, candidate for the Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth City Council. A really great dude. I had the opportunity to... Uh, speak with him on my uh, radio show, uh, uh, V-Point, and he's uh, just smart dude, intelligent. Can't wait to talk with the man, but look, we're going to do a quick commercial break, but when we come back uh, with more, our Smooth Club podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. I'm a master of my mind. Manipulate the masses with motivation to move. This is the only chair I'll volunteer to sit in. Spinning and spinning. Each loop past the mirror, I see a better me in true destiny. Confidence is key, so these two week cleanups won't be memories. Hey, Barber, do you think it's possible to reshape the temple that holds my thoughts? Shape up in the hub makes me bold my walk, because sometimes a lineup could be your savior. Do you think it's ironic that I can monetize my work when I stick to the master plan and get my taper? No more thoughts of getting burned by the system. And this new product doesn't burn my taper. Thank you. Let's normalize uncovering our bodies from that sheet. And we look stunning when it comes off. Because we are masters of our mind. Manipulate the masses with motivation and move. Each cut allows more and more room to grow. All righty, all righty. We are back. We are back, and we are honored to have my man, Mr. Vernon Tillage. Vernon, what's going on with you, brother? Hey, what's going on? How what's going on, Vernon? How you doing? Good, and yourself? Doing pretty good. I heard early voting, you know, trying to make sure we greet the voters. Okay, okay. I, I we appreciate that, the time. Well, look, man, Cam, I just want to, I got to mm -hmm. speak, you know, highly on Vernon, man. I was so honored to talk with him because, 
would you believe okay so vernon is a candidate uh running for uh, portsmouth city council but he's also he's been elected he's, he's serving on the portsmouth school board elected at age 26 vernon you're 27 28 right now uh 28 i will be 29 in, in january and, and running for, you know, dope, running for local dope. office, man. I think that is so inspiring, especially, uh, you know, just for young, you know, young people like us. Well, <laughs> like me, I don't know about Cam, you know. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know, I got you, I got it. But, um, but no, I think it's really inspiring because uh, we were just talking earlier, the importance when it comes to vote, you know, for young voters, man, and getting more involved on their local, you know, local elections going on, what's going on, having what's going on on their local uh, uh, local communities and things like that. How important for you is continue to help cha- you know change the narrative and spread the word as far as getting young people to vote and get out there and be more active? Most definitely. So you know, today I've been out here uh, since we opened at nine o'clock, and we've had quite a few uh, first-time voters come out, and so I've had some conversations with those individuals, and you know, they just they, they just want to know more. They want to know how to get involved. They want to be educated on the issues and. Um, unfortunately, um, in Portsmouth, uh, there's a lot of different issues that many of our citizens just are not educated on. Um, the city has not done a good job of providing the resources and, um, you know, and a lot, of, and that's how a lot of times power is kept, um, is by not educating your people on what's going on. And so this entire, uh, campaign cycle, we've been out here trying to educate the young people, educate older people, and really bridge that gap between the younger generation and the older generation. And um, we're, we're starting to see some momentum. And when you see the younger people getting involved and the older people working together, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's an unstoppable force because the old, the older folks, you know, they have the wisdom and the experience that mm-hmm. um, younger folks just don't have. Um, but, but what young folks have is the new ideas and the, the energy um, and the stamina to get it done. And so, you know, it, it, I, I'm big on educating young folks. I'm big on just educating the community as a whole. And mm-hmm. so hopefully... Our education is continuing to work, and even after the election, um, you know, I want to—I pledge to many people to continue educating people on what's going on. I mean, because that, that's the only way we're going to—we're going to be able to correct what's going on, not only in Portsmouth but across the nation. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, man, Vernon. So, what what are some of your top priorities that you uh, that you plan, you know, once elected, or just that you're fighting for with your campaign right now? What are some of your top priorities that you want to do in the city of uh, Portsmouth? Yeah, so I have four platform platform items that I'm running on. Um, number one being improving public safety. Number two is investing in fixing our infrastructure, um, investing in education, as well as recruiting economic development. They're my four issues, um, in my opinion, you can't have a thriving city without having those four things work together. And so uh, and in Portsmouth, you know, we have an issue going on right now with a lot of um, people not trusting, um, trusting the city. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a lot of integrity issues going on here in Portsmouth and you know speaking to the, the voters those are some very important things to them um, is who they can trust and are they going to be able to see their tax dollars actually go to use for them and so um, those are, that's what we're hearing and um, we're, we're we're speaking to it yeah you you honestly just answered my next question to you what I was going to say <laughs> what are um, and you may have a different answer but what are some of the hurdles that you've kind of um, had to, to get over in, you know, in a recent couple of years or however long, um, in regards to your, your seat. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, um, you know, being, being a, uh, a young person is, a, is a hurdle in itself. Uh, I think that in 2020, yeah. when I ran for office, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, you're a little bit too young, you need to wait your turn, but no. uh, unfortunately no. 15,000, 97 people thought otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were able 
get there. And so this this time, you know, we're not hearing that. We're we're hearing that we need a change. We need fresh with fresh new ideas. We need your young um, your young vision and leadership. And so um, I think we're on a good path. And overall, mm-hmm. the hurdles in general is just making sure that people can trust people. And that's that, that's yeah. the biggest problem. People just don't know who to trust. And so how how can we fix that? And, um, and that's what that's what everybody's concerned with right now is who can they who can they trust? Yeah. And and Vernon, I want to talk more on that trust uh, trust word because uh, recently um, I, on, a, on my radio show I had uh, Councilman uh, Paul uh, Paul Battle on, and um, you know, and I you know, we, great conversation as far as with his up for re-election, what is he going for? But we also had to bring up uh, you know everything that is going on right now, like you said, in Portsmouth, not having the trust from the citizen from the uh, community. Recently, or, or, or I don't know if you can remember, there was um, a councilwoman that. Uh, made viral, you know, video history by, you know, basically uh, just going off during a council meeting. And it was in regards to, you know, uh, reasoning why they, you know, just not agreeing with each other, but it made it went viral. And then it turned out to, you know, a a former employee suing the city, mentioning a few, you know, council members names, I'm not going to mention their names, but it's just showing, you know, it's bringing up like corruption is bringing, okay, is uh, where is the trust? And wasn't that difficult? Was that ever difficult for you, uh, you know, coming out saying, look, I want to run for council, knowing all this stuff is going on in the city of Portsmouth? Oh, yeah, m- most definitely. You know, whenever you have allegations like that being brought up, the the whole environment becomes cloudy. It's, it's something that people, you know, you have to really think about. You really have to pray on it and, and say, you know, do you really want to get involved in this? And um, trust me, there was a many, a many a time I kept questioning myself saying, you know, do I really want to do it? But at the end of the day, the, the people the people have been asking me. Um, mm. The community needs it, and I've, I've prayed on it so many times. And I said, you know what? I'm, when I speak about integrity, I speak about my character. I don't speak about uh, what other people may be doing. What they're doing is what they're going to do, and the people are going to hold them accountable. But what yeah. I what I will do is just talk about my character, and so and that's what we've been pushing is my integrity, my leadership, my efficiency, um, and and, and, it's, and it's starting to resonate. Um, but yeah, we we have a lot going on out here, and. Um, I'm just I'm hopeful that the, the citizens of Portsmouth are waking up and and realizing um, what has been done and the direction that we we need to go in. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of people supported um, some of these individuals who are there today um, mm-hmm. that are on the council. And we're hearing from a lot of people saying, you know, they, they have buyer's remorse. Yeah. And so um, you know, all we can do now is November 8th we get an opportunity to fix it. So. Yeah, I have well, to, I have to, I have to applaud you, Vernon, because uh, one, just finding, um, because I, I know what I was doing at in that that age, and it it definitely wasn't <laughs> even remotely <laughs> thinking about becoming involved in politics, you know. So I have to applaud you for that one, and but I too have to applaud you for having the perseverance to not listen to, you know, the old guard has to, you know, kind of move over before you barge your way in. So you know, round of applause to you. I uh, just wanted to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and Vernon, you know, I've all, all of my Portsmouth friends, I've been, you know, refer, you know, telling them, hey, Vernon, 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 Vernon. I'm no resident, but man, I'm rooting for you. Uh, what are ways people can uh, continue to support? At, you know, today is the last day for early voting, but November 8th is the big day. How can some of our listeners and viewers continue to support and, uh, you know, hey, su- uh, support your election? Yeah, most definitely, you know, definitely spreading the word, going on social media, sharing some posts. Um, we're still taking financial contributions at www.vernontillich.com, uh, um, as well as we're looking for poll workers. Um, if people want to come spend a couple of hours at a poll on Tuesday to pass out literature, we, we need you. 
um, you know, so there's still ways to get involved. It's, it's um, you know, we're looking for help all the way up until 7 p.m. on Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I'll take all the help I can get and, um, you know, just really spreading the word. And I think we're, we're doing a good job getting the word out there, but it never hurts to, to uh, for repetitiveness. It never hurts. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, Vernon, look, we truly appreciate it, man. I know you're busy. Uh, you know, a last day of early voting, but look, take yeah. care. God bless. Best of luck on your campaign, Best man. Luck, I know man. you're doing great things uh, in your community and can continue to change in the narrative, man. Just continue to change the narrative and getting those young voters uh, out there. So we truly appreciate it, man. You're always invited. No, no problem. I appreciate it. See y'all later. Take All right, man. Take care, Vernon. Right. So, man, uh, let me tell you something. 26 years old, elected uh at school board and now pursuing a higher office at age 28 like you said cam hey at that age i do not want nothing to do in politics I, i'll be on the back end but not no, we, no we had a we had a conversation about this uh a personal conversation not on the on the pod but we just we you know just in looking at who the more noted politicians are the mm -hmm. all for the most part all the white men you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and when you look mm -hmm. and how does that represent us how does that Absolutely. represent me? How does that represent you? So um, just to see him wanting to get into office at, certain, at such a young age, I hope he becomes one of those barrier breakers for for people even or, you know, for for kids. And I don't want to even say kids, but, you know, younger folks even there after him. I think it's dope. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We have another another special guest on board waiting backstage. But for those who are tuned in and listening, you are uh, checking in with the Our Smooth Club podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics, ways to support our show. Uh, you know, Hey, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Rugged Evil TV. Check us out on all podcast platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it, as well as on the Global Vision Network on Roku. Uh, we truly appreciate it. We continue to try and help just change the narrative here as you see just by the past few guests we've had on different backgrounds different age groups different but all trying to do good for their community so uh just wanted to throw that out there but our next guest we have is mr david washington david washington is uh the uh, uh chairman for the democratic party for the city of chesapeake my my hometown so excited to have him on let me bring on david right now david what's going on with you boss Morning, What's going on, man? Out here working hard. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. So glad you had my brother uh, Vernon on before me. Um, not only is he a, 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 a Fort Smith school board member running for uh, city council, uh, he's a fellow chair. And the life of a chairman is never easy. Um, not mm -hmm. only are you juggling um, dealing, dealing with stuff you got going on yourself, but in terms of Vernon's own campaign, he's got to deal with other folks that are running too. Um, mm. And I know that that's an arduous task. So, um, you know, all praises to him and, and, and the work that he's doing out in Fort Smith. I mean, you know, we're we out here doing our thing in Chesapeake. I'm literally, um, I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm in my car because I'm at an event right now, us trying to get folks to go out and knock on these doors um, and get folks out there and uh, get the word out. Yeah. Man, we tr we truly appreciate you putting out the time out your busy schedule because I know this is crunch time. This is the last day of early voting, and then November eighth is the big day. But uh, again, I want to thank you for being on because you also have a busy task too, being the chairman for the uh, uh, Democratic Party in the city of Chesapeake um, right now. I'm looking at you know uh, candidates on both parties, just the amount of candidates representing each party, and you know the Democratic Party is at a low number, but it's very you know. It's you have some great candidates. You have, of course, uh, uh, Councilwoman uh, Ella Ward, who's up for re-election. 
Um, she's been in office for a very long time. We have uh, my good friend, Mr. Les Smith, who we've had on the show. He's running for council as well as um, you have a couple of newcomers. I see uh, uh, Pat King, uh, who serves on the school board. She's running for council as well as Satiria Brown Yearling, um, young and really all of your can all of the candidates being of color as well. And you have a great uh, candidates for school board. Dr. Augusti is a good friend of mine. Uh, Mahalia Huddle. Uh, Bradley E. Moore and Jeremy Rodden. So you have some great candidates, man. How how satisfied are you of just the 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 candidates that you have representing uh, the party? Yeah, I am so excited and I'm so proud. Um, this Sunday, um, we're going to have an ad in the in in the Clipper, the Virginia Pilot, um, highlighting the different backgrounds of our candidates. And and in doing that research and and putting in that ad together, you know, I was extremely impressed with the backgrounds of our city council candidates. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Les Smith, who you talked about, served uh, as a police officer in this city uh, for over 28 years. He's a native son of this city. Dr. Ella Ward, um, who's, who's been on uh, city council for over uh, 16 years. Um, before that, she was on Chesapeake School Board. Uh, uh, she, you know, she has a wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, Santia Brown-Yerling, um, who's a new face, uh, but you know she has a law degree from Regent University um, uh, and, and is extremely uh, qualified. She sits on boards and commissions at the state level. Um, uh, very impressive track record. Dr. Pat King, um, uh, who is a who's a medical physician, who um, has served us on on school board, um, and now she's running for us uh, for for city council. Um, I'm at our city council um, uh, representatives and folks that want to run for city council. Their, their, their resumes are extremely um, impressive. Our school board, now, I will talk about the other side, but I will say this. We purposefully recruited folks to run for school board who have experience actually in a classroom, okay? That was important to us. We didn't want to just pick folks that believed in the demagoguery or believed in a certain system or, you know, they want to push CRT and all the other foolishness that folks are, they're trying to stoke fear in folks. We, mm -hmm. we, we actively recruited uh, folks that had actually been in the classroom, taught students, um, uh, and have that experience. So our school board candidates are folks that have been in the classroom, have served as leadership in unions, in the teachers union, uh, uh, folks that have master's degrees in education and in history, um, and, and, you know, so... And, and some of our some of our school board members, Dr. Augusti, um, has served as a principal, an assistant principal. Uh, so, so you know, we're very proud of, of our of our candidates. But and I do want to say this: um, our ballot this year is a little bit different in Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. When you look on the ballot, on the front, it's going to say con you're going to vote for Congress and City Council. In order for you to vote for the school board candidates, you have to flip the ballot over. Okay. Sometimes at some of the polls, they're telling folks to flip the ballot over. Some polls, they're not. So we're trying to wow. make sure we get the word out. If you want to vote for school boards, you must flip the ballot over and all the school board races are on there on the, in the back. Also, Jeremy Ryden is running in a special election. Um, so and it's, and you, you only vote for one person in that special election. We're asking you uh, to vote for Jeremy Ryden uh, in that special election. It's a two-year seat. Uh, one of the school board former school board members, she vacated the seat, uh, so that school so that so that seat is up uh, this time around. 
uh, for two for the next two years. Somebody will somebody will hold that seat for two years and have to run again. Uh, but I, I I love our candidates. We have a strong group of candidates, and 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 we are very excited and very confident that we can um, come out with some we come out with some wins this this time around. Now now now, David, are you um what I, what I hear you know going on right now is that you have a lot of voters that are really like undecided independent voters you have some candidates that are either democrat that say you know i'm gonna go independent like they're, they're not satisfied with certain leadership um right. now as for as for just the um the city alone i you know i can't say that because most of the people in office are republicans there are you know all conservatives are pr- pretty outnumbered when it comes to council i believe we have like two uh, uh people that rep- that are democrats in- on city council right. out of like what eight or nine um, and, but, that's the, and, and that's the and that's the there is a perception. I know what you're mm-hmm. getting at. There is a perception mm-hmm. in Chesapeake that Chesapeake is hardcore Republican because right now, right now, mm-hmm. um, seven, seven Republicans, seven Republicans to two Democrats on city council, mm-hmm. eight Republicans to one Democrat on school board. But why is that? Because we've been having May elections where only 20 percent. Of the, of the population in Chesapeake show up and vote. And 20% is a high number. 20% is high turnout in those May elections. But thank, but thanks to um, uh, Senator um, Lionel Spruill, uh, Senator mm-hmm. Luis Lucas, Delegate Cliff Hayes, uh, uh, Delegate Nadarius Clark, they went to, they, they went after, after their elections uh, last year, one of the first things they did was push to get uh, elections in November for local candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Senator Lionel Spruill took the lead. He wrote the legislation, and he and he got the votes uh, to make sure that it got through um, in the Senate. And and Delegate Cliff Hayes and Delegate Nadar- Nadarius Clark, uh, they worked it and got it through in the House of Delegates. Uh, so uh, you know we we so this is the first time that we're ever going to have November elections in Chesapeake. And this and why is that important? Justin Fairfax won Chesapeake. Barack Obama won Chesapeake twice. Uh, mm-hmm. So this narrative that Democrats can't win uh, uh, Chesapeake is, is, is ridiculous on his face when you look at the numbers. Um, so, uh, and, there, and, there, and there are folks that want to see change mm-hmm. in our city council. They feel like it's too stagnant. Uh, you know, it's the same old folks. Uh, and, and, and we also feel like we have a great opportunity there are a lot of new faces on, on the Republican side and the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, we're definitely excited about our, our, our chances and we are here working. Awesome. 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 Now, now as a, um, you know, as, as a Democrat, uh, let's, let's go out of like just uh, the local, uh, local part, but like even for like higher uh, uh, representatives representing the party, um, there's a lot of Democratic voters that are not satisfied with some of the, you know, some of the officials going on. Uh, what, what would you have to say? Like, are you satisfied going on uh, right? What's going on right now as far as like what the Democrats are voting on certain bills and acts and things like that? Well, from a national perspective, uh, you know, there's only but so much a, a party can do if you mm-hmm. don't have Republicans. Um, the way the way the way and this is this the thing that I, I, get, I try to explain to folks. Mm hmm. The way our system is set up is that you have to have some type of support from the minority party. The minority party has to have some type of buy-in at the Senate level, at the Congress, at the Congress level, House mm-hmm. of, in the House of Representatives, and especially in the Senate, because the Senate has these 
what they call filibuster rules, where you gotta have but you gotta have so many Republicans on the min the minority Republicans actually um, vote. And usually, usually it's like around 10, 10, 10 Republicans have to have to say, okay, yeah, I'm I'm going to support this too in order for it to pass because the Senate is supposed to be where the grown folks are. The House of Representatives, you know, they can be young, they can be idealistic, they can be um, just focused on their agendas. The Senate, the original concept was that the Senate was supposed to be with the mature elected officials, the elected officials that have been there for years, that had that understand the system, understand the importance of working together. That's all changed. With, with Marco Rubio and, and Ted Cruz and them guys, they are just as hardened as their re Republican counterparts in the House of Representatives. So, so they don't want to support nothing. And when they do that, it stagnates uh, positive change that can happen out of Washington, D.C. But they do that on purpose. They do that on purpose because they know, elections, they, they, they know an election is coming up. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the average person that doesn't understand that process, they get frustrated because it's like, well, what is Joe Biden doing? Uh, but Joe Biden needs a, a Congress, a, a Senate, and a House of Representatives that, that can work together. And if he had, and if the opposition party is saying, absolutely not, we're not, we're not voting on nothing, we're not passing nothing, we ain't doing nothing. We're just gonna sit here, collect our check, and 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 pontificate every chance we get, get on Fox News. That's what they're gonna do. Um, and, and that and that can be frustrating. That, that it's frustrating to me. Somebody that knows the process. Mm, mm. Kim, you got got anything to say on that one? No, no, no. <laughs> Elocuted well. I have nothing to add or ask on that one. Well, well, David, we truly appreciate. It. We know you, you you're busy all day today and throughout the um, until November eighth. So we truly appreciate you putting out the time out your schedule, man, to talk with us here on the show. Um, how are, what are ways people can uh, at least you know people of uh, uh, Chesapeake. If they're interested in you know helping out uh, with the Democratic Party, just be, what what I'm gonna give y'all my email address: David Washington seven five seven at gmail.com. David Washington seven five seven at gmail.com. Real easy. Shoot me an email. Tell me, hey, um, I can. I want to be a poll worker. I want to work the polls on election day, or I want to um, put some help. Put some lid on on, on the doors. Or um, I want to help a senior right now. That's what we're doing right now. I got, I got. A, I'm about to, I'm about to give a ride to two seniors at a nursing home. Give them mm. a ride to go vote because the polls closed early. The last today's the last day to vote early in Chesapeake, um, and, and the polls are going to close at five o'clock. So when I get off of here, I'm going to um, uh, go, go, go get them, and go give them a ride to the polls. So if folks can do that, um, help our seniors out. Uh, make sure they, make sure they go vote. We give them an opportunity. To, to 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 allow them to have their voice be heard that'd be that'd be great so doing those, one of those three things would be much appreciated awesome awesome cool. david we truly appreciate it boss man take care we'll be in touch and we again we truly appreciate you man have a good one all right you guys Thanks, take david care. you too yeah. man cam one thing i really enjoy about uh uh just having this opportunity to talk with all these different people represent different parties, different uh, 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 political positions, young, old. Um, I, I think I just, I, I don't know, man, I don't know about you. I'm always just like hyped to like, because my goal uh, just in life in general, you know, I've told you many times is to change the narrative. I just want to change the narrative. I don't want them to look at us as saying, okay, 
uh, you know, in, in you know, judging a book by its cover and not seeing education, right. not seeing compassion, not seeing what this person can do. Uh, it it always just you know, it, it I don't know, it just motivates me, man. What what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I told you, I'm not uh, I'm not super political. Um, so you know, I'm just the type that goes in, casts my vote, and keeps it moving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, I, I do, I do like what you're saying about changing the narrative and, um, you know, that's why I was, um, kind of psyched about the, uh, the young brother that came in and said that, mm-hmm. you know, 28 years old going for office. I, I think that's, I think that's dope. And then, you know, going a, a little further than changing the narrative, we just need to, to change the structure. Absolutely. Um, Cause at that point, that's the only way change comes. So. Absolutely, yeah. man. Well, look, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we'll have Dr. E. W. Clavel, a uh, good another uh, good friend of mine, um, very very uh, educated man, an expert when it comes to pol- politics, and just just a great dude. I'm so excited to have him on the pod. So we're gonna be having a great conversation with him. But when we come when we come back here with our Smooth Club podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. Become a man of distinction with Rugged Evolution Beard Care. Order our scented beard oils and beard balms to help you maintain and grow the perfect beard. Order today. Try our men's care products like the Full Body Exfoliating Cleansing Bars, Body Wash, Smooth Stash, and more. Log on to our website or download our app to place your orders. Rugged Evolution Beard Care. We're your luxury but affordable men's care line. And remember, Rugged is the new smooth. I just love that commercial cam. I'm sorry. I wish I could play it again, but I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna be rude to our friend and our guest, Doctor Eric. It Cabello. ain't. It ain't. It ain't hybrid though. Oh, oh! I'm look, just, don't, just, look, don't, 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 don't let, don't let Doctor <laughs> Clavel see my bad side. Look, I, I, I'm just the backstage. saying. I'm, don't stalk I'm, cam. Don't look, do that. look, 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 look. Look, uh, look we we saying. we have our <laughs> we have our guest. <laughs> we have our guest. Very honored to have uh, Doctor E W Clavel. Let me go bring him on in. The stream. There we go. There we go. Dr. Claville, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Doing great, Brother Ayrton. How are you? Awesome. We are welcome, truly, uh, truly honored to have you on. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. A little bit about uh, Dr. Clavel. Dr. Clavel is the director of the Center for African American Study, excuse me, African American Public Policy at Norfolk State University. He's also the host of the Clavel Report podcast. I'm a huge fan of. I've already binge listened to all his uh, uh, shows, literally like like last week. And he's also the host of another one of my favorite shows, a uh, radio show called State of the Water on WNSB Hot 91.1 FM here in Hampton Roads. And where he talks with political leaders, uh, 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 just community leaders, just great, great conversations and needed conversations. And uh, we're just, you know, happy to have you on, uh, Dr. Clavel. How are you? How has everything been going? It's, it's campaign season. This is very busy time right now. Well, you know, it's a busy time for everybody who's out there, uh, but it's a great time for me and us political junkies. Uh, this is what we live for. This is it. So um, this is a great opportunity uh, to talk about the important issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding the races and who's in it and really take a take a look at what's at stake you know and I'd like to give a shout out to you as well uh definitely a young man that I admire uh you uh that that have you have a passion you had a vision and uh you grabbed the horns of it and and, and you took it and and you're growing and uh, I'm excited to see what you do and uh I've had you on the show you're a great supporter of WNSB 
Hot 91, Solar VA, and uh, we're all excited and uh, proud of you. So, hey, the future's bright. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm I'm glad. I was glad Cam got to hear that because Cam be dogging me sometimes, Doctor Covell. I'm sorry, they him. You, gotta, you know, you got to keep that. You got to keep that man grounded, Doctor Covell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> got to keep him grounded. <laughs> I said, I said, you got to have one. You gotta have one. <laughs> always, always, man. Yeah. But but Doctor Covell, uh, we you know we've had on uh, just uh, in the past uh, almost uh, past hour we've had uh, local candidates running for school yeah. board, uh, city council. We've had. Uh, representatives from the Republican Party in our area, as well as the Democratic Party. Um, what are, in your opinion, what have you seen that a lot of the voters have been their main priority when it comes to just voting for candidates on a, on a local election? What is their top priority that they're like, look, this is what I need straightforward? Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the local level because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, well, first of all, all politics is local, right? And a lot of times we don't see that or understand that because we're focused on the national which, of course, the national has a lot of uh, the high dollar commercials, of course, is high stakes. And uh, us being very close to Washington, D.C., uh, the epicenter of all that is power in our country and in, and in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand it. I get it. However, the policies that are passed on the federal level don't really in, uh, help or I would say impact the day to day of citizens that you see. So why are local elections more important or just as important as the federal? Because these are the policies that govern how you live next to each other as neighbors. It governs how your children are educated in our schools. It governs how uh, various policies in the city level and also in the county level uh, surround our tax base, whether it be property, uh, property taxes and the like. So, and these are the people that we see every day. You know, they're going to see you at the grocery store, right? They're going to see me at the gas station pumping gas, right? So these are the people you see every day. These are the people that are impacting your lives that you can touch and say, hey, I have a, I have a question or, or how can I get involved? So with, with that, how are candidates, how are voters looking at these issues on the local level? Well, again, it's the everyday. You know, what are, why are my property taxes, uh, personal property taxes going up? Right. Uh, what am I getting for? Why doesn't my children, my child school, which is across the street from us, have the resources from my neighbor, my, my colleague's school, which is five miles down the street? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So these are the issues that they're looking at and are concerned about. And uh, when we take a look at what's happening on the on the economic level. Right. Uh, socioeconomics plays a major part in everyday lives. Why? We all we all buy gas. On a, on a weekly basis. We all buy food on a daily basis. We all basically engage in the, in, in, in the commerce process, uh, uh, selling and buying. So these are the main issues that a lot of voters are looking at, especially now with the level of inflation and also the level of uncertainty across the board. Got you, got you, got you. And I'm glad you mentioned about gas price because really inflation has been the, the top percentage. I've been looking at different, you know, polls and you know uh, statistics and they're saying inflation is one thing then you know the abortion rights is probably second and then so on and so on you know going on with with the candidates going on uh, uh the candidates running in our uh in our state uh we have a huge huge congressional race between uh democrat incumbent uh congresswoman elaine loria yes. as well uh, and her opponent uh republican candidate senator jen kiggins uh looking at that race um as a as a analyst 
What do you see that is going to be like the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, the deciding factor, the deciding factor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the deciding factor is going to be voter turnout of your base period. Now, one very interesting thing about this congressional district that our, our, your listeners should understand is that this district was redrawn and it included areas that uh, Congresswoman Elaine Luria had not represented before. So you have a different demographics that's really shifting a lot of the support toward her challenger. It's more conservative. Uh, it's a uh, it's part of the state uh, that embraces uh, some of the former president's views as well. Mm. So these are some of the issues that that she's dealing with as the incumbent, and these are some of the advantages that her challenger is enjoying. So what does that mean for? Um, these two candidates in in winning this race. Right now, the polls show that this race is dead even. And this is the tightest race, congressional race in the country. And this is the most contested congressional race in the country. So millions of dollars have been pouring into this particular race. Uh, you've seen the uptick in commercials. You've seen the uptick in attack ads. You've seen the uptick in the last couple of weeks. And it's only going to intensify. So with that being said, as I as I advise and as individuals ask me their their my opinion on these issues, mm -hmm. I tell them it all depends upon who gets their base to the polls. Midterm elections is all about base voting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be able to bring a couple, maybe one percentage or half a percentage point, two at the most, over to your side for those who are have not voted or those who voted for one particular party or one candidate, and they say, hey, we're not, we don't like that direction that we're going, if it's not that extreme. Mm. But ultimately, this race is won or lost based upon getting the high numbers of your base voters to the polls. Wow. wow. So, Dr. Clavill, I actually like to um, bring it back to, to you. Um, so, one, what is exactly is the Center for African-American Public Policy? And two, what does the director of it do? Sure. So the Center for African-American Public Policy was created in 2019 here at Norfolk State University. Uh, it's a center that was created to provide uh, a base, a research base, and a think tank for African-Americans and other, what I would like to say, people of color. I don't like to use the word minorities. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how large you are or small, you're never a minority. You're a powerhouse, right? Mm -hmm. So for other uh, people, persons of color. And what it does is it basically provides an opportunity for academicians uh, to publish papers and do research on various issues. It also provides a safe place uh, for uh, individuals of different views to have that, those conversations. So when I came on and hired as the inaugural director in 2019, uh, we were very uh, ambitious in our start. And with that, we the fall of 2019, we held several forums, first being a criminal justice forum where we partnered with uh, community uh, groups. We also had an energy forum in which we uh, partnered with Dominion Energy and also a housing forum where we looked at the housing uh, situation as it relates to St. Paul's and others here in the city of Norfolk. And these were all research-based and community-based efforts. So we're bringing the community into the academic space along with the policymakers. In the spring of 2020, we instituted our federal and elected officials uh, town halls. So we hosted 
our two U.S. senators, Senator Tim Kaine, and also Senator Warner here on the campus of Norfolk State. And of course, my very good friend and the smartest congressman uh, in the entire, entire House, Congressman Bobby Scott, who represents Norfolk State University in his congressional district. Uh, and we had our, our federal talks. And then, of course, COVID hit. Uh, mm-hmm. But we also in- instituted uh, our uh, faculty scholars research program, where we had almost 20 scholars uh, engage in research and publication, which you can see on our website at nsu.edu backslash camp, C-A-A-M-P-P. Um, so with that, uh, we've we've uh, had great success, great success in our fundraising efforts where we were able to secure our first endowment uh, for the center as well in order to host uh, an equity uh, and an equity symposium and lecture series, uh, which is endowed by Dominion Energy as well. So it's only the beginning. Uh, like I said, we had a bold vision. Uh, I had a bold plan and I was able to run with it. And uh, we're very excited. Now, we'll say that uh, very soon. Uh, we will, I'll be transitioning out of that position uh, and we will start, we will have a new director and transition into another position of more, uh, where I can do greater, greater things for the university and for the community. Awesome. 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 Uh, before, before we let you go, uh, Dr. Clavel, I, I, I need to ask, uh, what do you think the state of politics is at is like, or is going to be now? Because I'm just reading up and, you know, recently uh, speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi, um, her husband was assaulted at his home. An intruder broke in, attacked him with a hammer, 82 year old man, fractured skull. And you see politicians joke about it on the opposing side. You see them joke. I mean, our, our governor, uh, Yunkin, said some poor choice of words trying to be funny sure. but eh, really was bad timing the man said uh um uh, you know nobody no uh, person in general should be assaulted but we're gonna send uh nancy back to san francisco with her husband and it's just and you have some uh uh, uh politicians that are uh for halloween their costume included a hammer i mean it's just what yeah. it's it's kind of like just a i don't know what to say it's a childish act and these are people that are have all the power making you know uh laws going on in our community what sure. what do you what do you see politics going on uh you know just in the next few years 10 years well now? well hopefully it gets better right mm-hmm. uh, political rhetoric has reached a level and non-civility uh that is unconscionable at this particular time but it has been worse uh people forget the hot summer of uh the 1960s i want to say 65 64 uh where we had over almost 150 documented uh, uh, what we call race riots, uh, where the competing factions for the new the new America, and I call it the new America, the integrated America, were fighting against each other. Uh, so that was a turbulent time uh, in our country. Uh, so it has been worse, but I will say the reason for that is our former president, Donald Trump. Donald Trump opened up that Pandora's box. You know, we have a president that literally said anything he wanted to say it was just, just un, unapologetic, unprofessional, uh, very, in, in a lot of what he was saying, it was just absolutely downright terrible. Mm-hmm. And he was tweeting that out as well. And one thing as a, and, and of course my master's degree is in library and information science. And what a lot of people don't understand is that those tweets that the president has becomes what we call part of the presidential record. So, our, I fear that our children, our grandchildren are going to look back at these things 20, 25 years, 40 years later and say, what were y'all doing right. in this country? Is this how our president acts? 
So yeah. because of that, he basically spoke the heartbeat of a lot of people in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Outkast, uh, one of the famous lines of my, one of my favorite rappers of all time said, the folks from 65 are still alive, right? So during that time, you know, what you have now is individuals that are able to really sp- speak in their hearts what they really feel. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that doesn't come with some uh, level of accountability. That doesn't mean that doesn't come with some level of scrutiny. That, that doesn't mean that it comes to some level of, of just basically calling individuals out for what it really is. Listen, I'm a believer in our country, our freedoms, that, all, that you should be able to believe, believe what you want to believe and live the way that you want to live under the law as long as it doesn't hurt your neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Also believe in respect. So if you believe differently than I believe, I respect your view. But you better believe that you're going to respect my view and we're going to shake hands and move on and and live in harmony as we should. So I, I think that part is also missing. Uh, you don't the, have to the, agree the with the me. civil discourse, the civil discourse. Civil dis- absolutely. Uh, you don't have to agree with me, but you have to respect me. Yeah. I believe that nobody and I believe that nobody should be canceled. Right. I, for mm-hmm. your views. But at the same time, I believe that there is no room for hate speech or hatred across the board when you effectuate that hate either. So we got to find that 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 balance, that happy medium. And where is that? I think that's in starting what you're doing. You know, having these the, these discussions across the board, uh, not just inviting people that agree with you, but people that you don't agree with, and say, hey, let's have let's have this uh, conversation and see what's best for our country. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dr. Clavel, man, I truly appreciate it. Look, finally, you know, because you're such a busy man, you know, I know other news mm-hmm. networks have contacted you. I know MSNBC, Fox, uh, CNN, they, you know, he put the time out of his busy schedule to come on our Smooth Club cam. I got, I just got to say that. <laughs> well, listen, look, look, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of yours as well. Uh, I have been viewing you from afar and just really excited for what you're doing. And it's only going to grow. It's only going to grow. So I, I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the community as well through your foundation. Keep moving, keep growing, and Godspeed to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have a great one. And look, I'm, I'm going to be tuning in Sunday to your show because I see you have Congressman Bobby Scott on your uh, on State of the Water. So I'm going to be tuning and in. Listen, so. And listen, also tune in to WTKR CBS uh, mm-hmm. as I will be uh, doing the annual election show as well. Awesome. 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 Will do. Will do. Look, you have a great one, sir. Uh, We'll be in touch soon. Thanks again for coming. You're always invited. And uh, like I said, have a great one. God bless. Thank you, my friend. Take care, doctor. Look, look. I, all I all I gotta say is, Cam. Look, you y'all gonna have y'all gonna give me my respect. Look, all, all these all these friends I'm bringing on board, man. They 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 speaking. Look, they look, man. You, you, you know I got a you know I got a soundboard over here, right? <laughs> Play with me if you want. All right. All right. Cool out, homie. But yeah, this no, man no, about, that, man about to mute me. No, no, I can't mute you, but I could play some, I could play some, I could play some sounds. But you, you can know, play I, some I'll sounds for me. I'll leave you, I'll leave you alone for now. I'll leave you alone for now. I appreciate it, Cam. I truly appreciate it, man. Look, yeah. we are down to the final stretch, man. We've we've completed a full jam-packed show, but we have uh our very our last guest, um, another great, great human being, great candidate, and just great person. Um, oh, she, she, I, I saw her go out. I think she's going to come back in is, um, Dr. Shirley Augusti. Dr. Shirley Augusti is, uh, running for the Chesapeake city school board. And, um, and until she gets back, uh, we'll just kind of hold it off for a few, 
a few seconds until she gets back on. But man, uh, what what Doctor Covell was talking about, boss, was just I mean, ex- extremely important. I mean, he's they're doing yeah. things that are really bringing the community into um, into some of these discussions because it all they're the ones that are getting most of the mis- you know mistreatment. They're you know mm-hmm. they're uh, trying to continue to understand. They're not understand, but uh, just not having the the platform, the privilege to speak on it or to just tune into some of those conversations. So, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Eric Cavell, he, he spoke everything um, important in existence and just a great conversation. And let me see if, uh, hold on real quick. I'm going to see how uh, I'm going to get our, um, well, let me, let me do a quick commercial break and I'm going to contact our uh, guest. We're going to do another uh, commercial break. You are tuned into our Smooth Club podcast, a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. This is our pre-election day uh, special. We've been having uh, uh, many local uh, candidates, leaders, state officials, community uh, uh, community leaders, as well as uh, political experts on this show. So we try. We have fun all the time, but we try to also make it informative, so you can leave here learning something. Because uh, you, you, you can't be fun all the time. We got to have some a little bit of seriousness in it. But we hope that you are uh, are informed and learning a lot from this episode. But let's take a quick commercial break, boss. And when we come back, we'll have uh, hopefully have Dr. Shirley Augusti on. I think she was having some Internet uh, difficulties. But let's go to quick commercial break from some of our sponsors. Let's do it. Man, that that commercial makes me want to grab a drink of ingenious gin right now. That that ingenious looks some kind of good. Uh, but uh, let me uh, let's bring on our guest at this time, uh, Dr. Shirley Augusti. Dr. Shirley Augusti is candidate running for Chesapeake City School Board. Oh, let me bring her on board. There we go. How are you doing, Dr. Augusti? I am doing good. Can you, Can you hear? In- oh, perfect. Yes. Can you hear me? Loud yes. and clear. Yes, ma'am. We can hear you and see you. Okay, because I was yes, I wasn't sure if um I was glitching or what. So oh no, you're absolutely you're absolutely fine. Look, we truly appreciate you putting the time out your schedule coming on the show. I know you're extremely busy. It's the last day. I've been repeating it a thousand times during the show, the last day of early voting. Um, but November 8th is um election day. You see, I'm supporting my dear friend Dr. Augusti. There we go. There's one of her cars right there for city council in the city of chesapeake so so dr augusti let's first um school board. by state school, school board. board excuse me school board i'm sorry it's been a long show i apologize <laughs> um and it's i haven't okay. had any breakfast yet i'm hungry <laughs> i'm hungry no but uh but we truly appreciate it so for for school board let's talk on just the love of education and why it brought you to this point in life to say look i want to run 
for school board for my city because I see that there's some things that we need to do differently. What what made you want to do that? Well, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to both of you for having me on the show. I absolutely appreciate both of you and just this opportunity to share with everyone my passion and my love. Um, first and foremost, I am a product of Chesapeake Public Schools and being a product I know Chesapeake Public Schools has a lot of great things to offer. Most of all, you know, being on the school board is not just about one thing. It's about ensuring policies and procedures are being followed, people are being held accountable, and that everybody is working together collaboratively. My fear was that, you know, there's not enough people that have been in the trenches or really understand the different levels of a school system. And I was like, you know what? I'm multi-ethnic. I have the experience. I've worked my way up from being a teacher's assistant all the way up to being a school principal. And now I'm a small business owner. As a school principal, I always work collaboratively with all of my parents and the small businesses in the community. And I, I just was afraid of what would happen if someone with my experience did not run. And mm -hmm. all the other mm -hmm. candidates are absolutely fabulous candidates, great background. I'm not one to throw shade at anyone. You know, um, I do believe in my qualifications and my experience and the understanding of the role that a school board member is supposed to play. You know, there's a saying I learned earlier this year was stay in your lane, you know? And when I hear people say that to other people, I was like, stay in their lane, what is that? And I realized it's out of respect for the other roles that are played that you, ha everybody has a role. And whatever my role is, I should respect the other people in their role to let them do mm -hmm. their thing. And then I support them in my role so we all can be successful. And the role of being a school board member is not an easy one. The role of being a superintendent is not an easy one. And so it's extremely important that everybody understand what is everyone's role and where should everybody, what role should everybody play? And so for me, my passion is education, it's power. Yeah. And I want all of the kids in Chesapeake to understand that whether they want to go to college, they have the opportunity because they've had a excellent education. You hear a lot about people talking about, oh, you know, everybody don't go to college. Truth, but it shouldn't be because they're not able to. And it shouldn't be because somebody said, well, you know, you didn't make all A's and B's or, or you know, you a minimal child. There is no wow. such thing as that. You know, um, some people just have to work harder than others to achieve a certain goal. And I do believe everybody wanted to go to be their choice to say, I want, you know, I can't, but I don't want to. I'm going to take an alternate path. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. But it is never okay to limit children or families because of financial status or beliefs about certain things. Wow. Dr. Augusta, you seem very spirited and 
uh, motivated and in part my friends, you, you seem like you want to get shit done, right? So my my question to you, because when you're on a board, obviously, get you know, shit done. Get <laughs> shit done. When, when you're on a board, there's always hurdles, like, you know, maybe conflicting, um, what should I, uh, priorities with other board members or whatever the case may be, right? What... How do you ensure that you're going to get things done from your position in the position that you hold? Um, first and foremost, making sure everybody goes to the training offered by the Association of School Board. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of there's going to be six new seats, six mm -hmm. brand new people. Wow. The first thing to do is make sure all those people go to that training and understand the role of a school board member. Mm -hmm. It's not about our personal agenda. It's yeah. not about our personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. The second thing is understanding that I'm one of nine, one of yeah. nine. It takes five votes to get anything done. Five mm -hmm. votes to make a decision of any sort. Some to get things done. It's to support superintendent that is running the district. It's his job to make mm -hmm. sure policies and procedures are followed. Yep. Administrators, teachers, supervisors, coordinators are all held accountable to do the right thing and follow the policies and procedures that have been implemented and that are documented for us to follow. It shouldn't be this one administrator is holding all of their people accountable to get things done and not being supported while this one, it's loosey goosey and it's free willy. Everybody do what they want, how they want, where they want. And they're like, oh, okay, we friends, it's okay. You you get mm -hmm. all the resources because you got you have money on this side. No. So for me, coming in to get things done is to make sure everybody first of all know their role, stay in their lane, support the superintendent, know the policies and procedures that have been implemented for our city. Mm -hmm. It's not coming in throwing the handbook out. It's coming in learning all that is in the handbook and how we are going to work collaboratively together to support the good things that are happening and improve the things that need to be improved. Follow federal law and guidelines. And if there are state guidelines and we must evaluate them, evaluate them, taking into consideration that we have 250 plus citizens in Chesapeake and over 16,000 students in the school system. Mm. So to answer your question, it's not a one woman show, mm. but I'm going to do my very best to make sure that people are trained and know their role and to stay in their lane and do what is right for every single child in this city and family, because of the fact we will never 100%. Yeah. But we should at least strive to satisfy and ensure all 99.9. .9, and I, I don't want to leave out that 1%, but all 100% <laughs> of 
have been heard and helped in the way that need they need to be helped. Mm -hmm. Well, look, look all, all I got to say is, Cam. That's how, that's how you look that's how you end the show right there i'm i'm so happy we <laughs> saved the best for last i truly am because dr gusty and i'm not just saying this as a as you know as a friend but you are truly you know doing great things i mean with your learning center for one which is not available just for students but for adults as well and you're bringing forth great ideas and you're a person that's not going to put up with the bs i mean that's the vibes i get it's like don't no, look, I'm straightforward, you know, no chaser kind of person. So that's what I get from you. And I think that's what a lot of voters want to see in a local official and even on a state official, even higher than that. They want to see the, the truth. They want to see the honesty. They want to see the authenticity. And that's what we get out of you. Dr. Gusty, what can we do to help, uh, uh, su you know, support the show? I mean, support the show, Lord and mercy, support your campaign. And um, again, this is last day of early voting, but November 8th is coming up soon. So how can people can, you know, support your campaign and just support your movement? Um, I appreciate everybody that has been helping to have and that are willing to continue to support some of the ways that they can reach out to me, reach out to Arrington and um, you can get my information. We need help at the polls to hand out ballots. What I'm asking is anybody and everybody that is supporting and helping with the uh, polls or have already voted, if you have already voted during early uh, voting, then share with others the sample ballots, the CEA PAC ballot, the CEA, I mean, the Chesapeake Democratic sample ballot. You know, I believe in giving people choices. Yes, I want everybody to vote for me. Um, and I pray that everybody will vote for me. And I do know there are other candidates out there as well. I have been endorsed by both the Chesapeake Education Association Political Action Group, CEA PAC, as well as um, the Chesapeake Democratic Co Committee. Um, I've, I have quite a few endorsements. The, the Hampton Roads, the Hampton Roads Black Caucus have endorsed me. Um, Moms Action Demand. So, and but they all do not support everybody that is on the Chesapeake Democratic Committee sample ballot. I'm going to say that. And so, for me. You can go to my webpage. You can see who have been endorsed into some of the same committees that I have been endorsed. But seeing how I am endorsed by the Chesapeake Democratic Committee, um, I do hand out this Chesapeake Democratic sample ballot. And so mm -hmm. if you want to support me, find one of those organizations that you see the people you want to support to help hand out sample ballots. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you. I have met every single one of the candidates that are running for Chesapeake Public School Board. And you know what? I have absolutely nothing negative to say about not one of those people. They all have their own views and opinions. And to me, that is the reason why it's all important, very important that all of us go through the training offered by the National Association of School Board. Um, but I want people to help get out the sample ballots. The only reason I'm going into about 
other organizations is because I did meet someone who was giving out a ballot, a sample ballot, and they were frustrated because they were not aware it was only one party and there were other people mm -hmm. they wanted to support. And so I want people to be aware. I believe it's being aware of who's out there and therefore find the association that has my endorsement, that have given me their endorsement and see the other people that they support. And you make the decision how you want to help me, but it is going to be by giving out the sample ballots and anything else is get my name out there. Text everybody, you know, vote for Dr. Shirley P. Augusti for Chesapeake Public School Board. Shirley P. Augusti, August with an E. And this way, everybody will know Shirley P. Augusti, August with an E. <laughs> like that, that so was just Texas. such a pleasant, like. That, that was just such a pleasant like tone when she said that too, Cam. Like August with an E. Like I felt like I was like hooked on phonics for a second. I'm like, <laughs> syllables started coming. I love it. I love it. Dr. Gussie, thank you so much. Uh again, God bless. Best of luck on your campaign. Um, I'm you know, you got my vote. I'm you know, and and all, all my friends and family. So take care. God bless. Best of luck again on your campaign. And thanks so much for talking with us. Take care and good luck. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And thank Absolutely. you both of you for what you do and continue doing great things. Thank you so much. Much thank appreciated. So much. Man, what a great, great, great show. Before I end uh, everything, man, I got to shout out uh, just um, friends of mine. Again, we are a nonpartisan show, but I do got to root for my friends. Um, of course, uh, Councilwoman Ella Ward. She's up for re-election for the city of council. Boom. Got that right there. Of course, I had my brother. Carlos Clinton. Look, I have all the paraphernalia and, you know, paper, you know, literature on this table. Carlos Clinton, Norfolk School Board uh, Chair. Of course, we had Dr. Shirley Augusti for the city of Chesapeake School Board, BAM. My friend Carly West uh, Galise, School Board uh, in uh, the city of Norfolk for Ward 1, not Ward 3, but Ward 1. Um, of course, Mr. Les Smith running for council in the city of Chesapeake. Oh, I'm covering the face and all that great stuff. So we truly Truly appreciate all of them. And um, yeah, yeah, so many people, so many people. Uh, oh, and lastly, Dr. Uh, Willard Maxwell got his stuff right here. So Cam, man, we mm -hmm. did it. A good show. Another great show. It was a long one, but we made it through. And uh, I hope, uh, you know, I just hope people got a lot of, um, you know, just inf informative information uh, with, yeah. the, um, you know, with the show, man. I, I, I think this was very uh, it was needed again, uh, tying into election uh, election day, and um, it was a great, great show, man. I agree. I agree. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, fam, thank you so much again for tuning to another great uh, episode of our Smooth Food Class show, where everyone discuss everyday topics. Again, you can tune into new episodes every Saturdays at. Uh, at uh, PM on our YouTube channel, Rugged Evo TV, as well as all podcast platforms. So look, again, every Saturday at 7 p.m. Take care. God bless. We out.